are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Happy Friday, everyone, and thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, that moment is here. The Phoenix Suns are in the NBA Finals. And I'm not going to lie, and we've talked about this quite a bit on here, I always figured something would come up. I figured that, you know, Chris Paul would get hurt or, you know, COVID, even though he's fully vaccinated, would eliminate Chris Paul from the equation All kinds of stuff that I thought would happen that just never happened. And then you look at it, too, towards the end of the Clippers series. You start thinking to yourself, all right, this isn't good because it looks like it looks like they haven't been able to fully reimmerse Chris Paul into the lineup, especially with the way that Isaiah Cannon was playing. And Chris Paul in game six reminded you why he's one of the best point guards in NBA history. Certainly one of the 10 best that's ever graced the court. And there's a lot that we're going to get to on this subject. And by the way, if you're looking to bet on this series, you should probably go to betonline.ag because betonline.ag has you covered all the way. Whoever the Suns play in the finals, whether it's the Bucks, looking like it, or the Hawks, the Suns are going to have some pretty good odds to win that, and that's where you should hop on. But first and foremost, let's talk a little bit about kind of the misnomer. And you hear this all the time that, you know, If a superstar doesn't play well in a game or two, then you kind of wonder to yourself, okay, well, maybe they're better off without him. And the reason that a guy like a campaign is a reserve, and again, not a bad way, but he's a reserve, is that you can, there are times when you can just tell that he is not a NBA starter. And you know what? Chris Paul definitely reminded everybody else of that out there. When you watch that game and you watch the way that Chris Paul, even though he's not as quick as he used to be, he is the guy that he can just control a game. And when the shot's going, there's not a guy in the world that can stop him. And I'm looking at it right now and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, this is a team that almost feels kind of like a team of destiny. This feels like a team that's going to be able to create a lot of problems I don't know that they're necessarily built for the long haul they certainly have some of the pieces that are conducive to being built for the long haul but right now whatever you think Chris Paul has been the difference maker for this team and you look at the you look at the Patrick Beverly situation right there and this will probably rile Suns fans up a little bit but Patrick Beverly first of all is punk I've never liked Patrick Beverly I've always thought that he's a guy that is pretty overrated. I think it was Russell Westbrook a while back that said he's not even a good defender. He just tricks people into thinking he's a good defender because of how boisterous he is. And I think Chris Paul hit the nail on the head on that. Or excuse me, Russell Westbrook hit the nail on the head there. You watch him, and again, he's good. But if you didn't, if he didn't have all the antics, I don't think anybody would ever think that Patrick Beverly is that kind of point guard. As a matter of fact, I would go in the opposite direction. I would say to, I would think that this is exactly a guy who's a good level backup, but he has a lot of issues right there. He ha, he's a guy that he can't break down a defense. He can make the open shot, and if he makes the open shot, he's going to make sure to let you know that he just made the open shot. But 
That's basically the extent of what Patrick Beverly is. Now, he and Chris Paul were jawing all series, and I, I, I go back and forth a little bit on this one because Chris Paul in the past has been a guy that's a little bit of a cheap shot artist. I mean, you remember when he punched Julius Hodge in the nether regions, and, uh, you know, he's a guy that talks a ton, and he's definitely done some uh, untowards things in the past. But Patrick Beverly also showed his true colors there. When you're pushing a guy who's walking away from you, that's about as low as it gets. And my guy Kelvin Ephon made a point, too. The fact that Chris Paul got up and kind of just kept walking also probably shows you to a certain extent that he knew kind of what was coming. But be that as it may, the Clippers also kind of showed themselves that they're a mentally fragile group. Now, when Kawhi Leonard went down, they continued to play some pretty good ball, no doubt. But this is still a group of guys that just, whatever it is, they don't have it. And I don't want to turn this into a Clippers podcast, but it's kind of a synopsis on their season. And then we can springboard into the next segment about what the Suns are going to be doing. But this is just not a team at all that I looked at and I said to myself, you know, they've got it. I think Patrick Beverly is a fairly mentally weak guy. I've always thought both of the Morris brothers are the epitome of the tough guy that just really isn't that good. And actually, I don't even really think that they're that tough. And, you know, Paul George is very, very good. He had some virtuoso performances, but still not necessarily a guy that I want when all the chips are down. So that's the case that, you know, you're looking at with the Clippers. It'll be an interesting offseason for them to see what Kawhi Leonard decides to do. But going forward, let's talk a little bit about the Suns and how they would match up with both of the teams that they're going to be playing against. And you've got a situation where you could be playing the Hawks, you could be playing the Bucks, and we've got to break that down a little bit on both sides. But one thing I want to let you guys all know, though, is that rockauto.com is the place that has you covered for everything. My guy Jason Shear is stuck up in Durango, Colorado right now. Car troubles. And I told Jason on Twitter, I said, you know, you should have gone to rockauto.com. And you know what? I can guarantee you that Jason is sitting here talking about to himself, you know what? As pesky as Mike Luke is, he definitely understands things. And he understands the dynamic that is rockauto.com. Come back with us. We're going to talk a little bit now about the Suns and how they would match up with the Bucks or the Hawks. You're listening to Locked On Wildcats. Happy Friday, everyone, and thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, that moment is here. The Phoenix Suns are in the NBA Finals. And I'm not going to lie, and we've talked about this quite a bit on here, I always figured something would come up. I figured that, you know, Chris Paul would get hurt or, you know, COVID, even though he's fully vaccinated, would eliminate Chris Paul from the equation. All kinds of stuff that I thought would happen that just never happened. And then you look at it, too, towards the end of the Clippers series, you start thinking to yourself, all right, this isn't good because it looks like it looks like they haven't been able to fully reimmerse Chris Paul into the lineup, especially with the way that Isaiah Cannon was playing. And Chris Paul in Game 6 reminded you why he's one of the best point guards in NBA history, certainly one of the 10 best that's ever graced the court. And there's a lot that we're going to get to on this subject. And by the way, if you're looking to bet on this series, you should probably go to betonline.ag because betonline.ag has you covered all the way. Whoever the Suns play in the finals, whether it's the Bucks, looking like it, or the Hawks, the Suns are going to be have some pretty good odds to win that, and that's where you should hop on. 
But first and foremost, let's talk a little bit about kind of the misnomer. And you hear this all the time that, you know, if a superstar doesn't play well in a game or two, then you kind of wonder to yourself, okay, well, maybe they're better off without him. And the reason that a guy like a campaign is a reserve, and again, not a bad way, but he's a reserve, is that you can, there are times when you can just tell that he is not a NBA starter. And you know what? Chris Paul definitely reminded everybody else of that out there. When you watch that game and you watch the way that Chris Paul, even though he's not as quick as he used to be, he is the guy that he can just control a game. And when the shot's going, there's not a guy in the world that can stop him. And I'm looking at it right now, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, this is a team that almost feels kind of like a team of destiny. This feels like a team that's going to be able to create a lot of problems. I don't know that they're necessarily built for the long haul. They certainly have some of the pieces that are conducive to being built for the long haul. But right now, whatever you think, Chris Paul has been the difference maker for this team. And you look at the you look at the Patrick Beverly situation right there, and this will probably rile Suns fans up a little bit. But Patrick Beverly, first of all, is punk. I've never liked Patrick Beverly. I've always thought that he's a guy that is pretty overrated. I think it was Russell Westbrook a while back that said he's not even a good defender. He just tricks people into thinking he's a good defender because of how boisterous he is. And I think Chris Paul hit the nail on the head on that. Or excuse me, Russell Westbrook hit the nail on the head there. You watch him, and again, he's good. But if you didn't, if he didn't have all the antics, I don't think anybody would ever think that Patrick Beverly is that kind of point guard. As a matter of fact, I would go in the opposite direction. I would say to him, I would think that this is exactly a guy who's a good level backup, but he has a lot of issues right there. He ha- he's a guy that he can't break down a defense. He can make the open shot, and if he makes the open shot, he's going to make sure to let you know that he just made the open shot. But that's basically the extent of what Patrick Beverly is. Now, he and Chris Paul were jawing all series, and I, I I go back and forth a little bit on this one because Chris Paul in the past has been a guy that's a little bit of a cheap shot artist. I mean, you remember when he punched Julius Hodge in the nether regions, and, uh, you know, he's a guy that talks a ton, and he's definitely done some uh, untowards things in the past. But... Patrick Beverly also showed his true colors there. When you're pushing a guy who's walking away from you, that's about as low as it gets. And my guy Kelvin Efon made a point too. The fact that Chris Paul got up and kind of just kept walking also probably shows you to a certain extent that he knew kind of what was coming. But be that as it may, the Clippers also kind of showed themselves that they're a mentally fragile group. Now, when Kawhi Leonard went down, they continued to play some pretty good ball, no doubt. But this is still a group of guys that just, whatever it is, they don't have it. And I don't want to turn this into a Clippers podcast, but it's kind of a synopsis on their season. And then we can springboard into the next segment about what the Suns are going to be doing. But this is just not a team at all that I looked at and I said to myself, you know, they've got it. I think Patrick Beverly is a fairly mentally weak guy. I've always thought both of the Morris brothers are the epitome of the tough guy that just really isn't that good. And actually, I don't even really think that they're that tough. And, you know, Paul George is very, very good. He had some virtuoso performances, but still not necessarily a guy that I want when all the chips are down. 
So that's the case that, you know, you're looking at with the Clippers. It'll be an interesting offseason for them to see what Kawhi Leonard decides to do. But going forward, let's talk a little bit about the Suns and how they would match up with both of the teams that they're going to be playing against. And you've got a situation where you could be playing the Hawks, you could be playing the Bucks, and we've got to break that down a little bit on both sides. But one thing I want to let you guys all know, though, is that rockauto.com is the place that has you covered for everything. My guy Jason Shear is stuck up in Durango, Colorado right now. Car troubles. And I told Jason on Twitter, I said, you know, you should have gone to rockauto.com. And you know what? I can guarantee you that Jason is sitting here talking about to himself, you know what? As pesky as Mike Luke is, he definitely understands things, and he understands the dynamic that is rockauto.com. Come back with us. We're going to talk a little bit now about the Suns and how they would match up with the Bucks or the Hawks. You're listening to Locked On Wildcats. 